Welcome back, everyone, to Unbalanced Minnesota. My name is Miles Bragg. I'm Logan Carroll. Welcome back, Logan. It's been a long time since we've done this. How have you been? Uh, yeah, it has been. I've been, I don't know. <laughs> yeah? Burned out. A little numb. <laughs> Running pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, numb. That's the word for it. I, I feel you. I heard that the other day lately, and I was like, that's it. That's the word for it. I'm, I'm just numb to all this crap going on now. Right, not even comfortably numb. Just <laughs> Exactly. No. Very discomfort. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, since the last time we did this, which was right around a year ago this time, I mean, a lot has happened. Yeah. We had the midterms, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were wild. I mean, we saw Roe v. Wade overturned. Oh, yeah. Uh, we saw Trump arrested and arraigned. Um, what else have we seen? Oh, he got... Uh, what a five million dollar judgment against him just yesterday for sexually assaulting a woman. Yeah, just uh, yesterday, and then tonight he's doing an unhinged, as we record this, an unhinged town hall on CNN. That is just something wild. Oh man, you uh, you saw a little bit of it, right? Mm -hmm. What are the highlights that you saw? So, I mean, he's continuing to deny uh, that he lost the election, talking about pardoning Proud Boys for their role in January sixth, even though. Four of them were just found guilty of seditious conspiracy for their role in that whole kerfuffle. Um, yeah, p continuing to say he doesn't even know who E. Jean Carroll is and things like that. I mean, this man is just amazing. Just a once-in-a-lifetime political operator. I don't even... <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever see something like this guy again, you know? And he's just making everything dumber, you know? <laughs> Just dumber. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but he's just really bringing down the collective intelligence, I think, you know? Well, should we get on to it? Yeah. Okay. A little bit of a format change switching up. The um, the old format of, like, the bigger, uh, longer pieces was killing me. Uh, I could not keep that up, and honestly, a big part of the reason spending years, because every time I thought about doing this, I just, like got waves of anxiety it's like uh, until i finally decided that like i just can't do that anymore and we've been batting around ideas about what we could do instead i i can understand where you're coming from i mean that was a heavy load that you were carrying for a while there and i'm glad that we've got a new game plan afoot and we've enlisted some outside help yeah yeah we got a new a new producer yep, our buddy john he's gonna be helping us on the back end Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he won't be on air, but uh, he is now making this show. Yeah, so it should free us up to help, you know, make some more sh episodes for you guys. And we, we just appreciate you sticking around and listening, even with a year gap in between episodes. Amen. Um, so what we're doing is actually kind of going back to the original, the first iteration of this where we're looking at just right-wing media here in minnesota just gonna be doing roundups and slinging hot takes i'm, I'm about it let's go okay what have these jackwads been up to lately yeah this was kind of hard for me to get back into i'm not gonna lie uh i used to just swim in this stuff and i've been out of it now for a little while that it's it's kind of weird I can I can empathize with that too. I have kind of taken a, l a little bit of a step back from 
the community anti-fascist uh, research uh, kind of work that I was doing for a few different reasons. I mean, A, it is tiring and toxic to swim in that rhetoric all day, but also the right wing is just in a weird period, a weird state right now. I think we kind of alluded to it in one of the previous episodes that we're just getting into the Biden years and I mean, absent any, like, huge material changes for a large swath of the working and lower classes, like, I think that we're going to continue to see an upswell in this type of far-right, you know, political activity. I think so. I've been pretty unplugged. Um, sorry, I'm just, like, skimming the news from the Upper Midwest Law Center. Well, bark out some headlines. What do you see? Well, first of all, I mean, I was just trying to, like, get the lay of the land, um... There, there was a time not too long ago that all these organizations were just like lockstep, all the same people running them, just top to bottom. And since we've covered them last, uh, some of that uh, monolithic quality seems to have crumbled a little bit. They, they do seem to be um, at least doing a better job of giving the appearance of being independent from one another. Mm. Um, this is somewhat stymied, my investigation, you know, just trying to figure out how they all connect, is a little bit stymied because the IRS is way behind on processing nonprofit tax forms. Uh-huh. So Freedom Club, uh, the most recent available, is 2019. Uh Center of the American Experiment, the most recent available, is 2020. 2020 for Alpha News also. Wow. We don't have any tax information on them in these last few years? There's a little bit. Uh, there's a note here. I use Pro, uh, ProPublica, okay. their tools. Uh, just to note that, because this is, I'm on to the Minnesota Voters Alliance. Um, I'm looking at them. The note here is, the IRS has provided extracted financial data for this filing, but has not yet released the source documents. So the Minnesota Voters Alliance, also the most recent full 990, 2019. So, yeah, it, it, it gets a little tough. Um, you know, last we checked in, also, Anthony Gakowski had just taken over Alpha News. Really? Yeah. Um, he was uh, got a start writing for, I believe it was the Minneapolis-St. Paul Archdiocese newspaper when he was in high school. And then reported for, oh my gosh, let me see if I can find his bio. I was going to say, that name sounds very familiar, like he's been treading in these waters for a while. I think so, yeah. Oh, so then when he was in college, he worked for Campus Reform, which was a right-wing site, and then later for the Daily Caller. Ah, so that's, a, that's a big outlet. Yeah, no, he's got some, he's got some credentials. Um, he also was the... Listed as the editor-in-chief for all of the, the Sun News Network's mm-hmm. local sites. So they, they have like four local sites, all in different states. Local, quote-unquote, all in different states. And Gokowski was at one point on their website listed as the managing editor of all four. So how you manage four local that's news sites in different states, that's just like, I can, I can hardly stay up with Minnesota. I know. you got to be pretty plugged in. <laughs> So th- that's the guy who's running Alpha News now. Okay. He, he is also the guy who, while he was editing, like I don't know who made this call or if his editorship was in name only or what, but while he was managing editor, uh, the 
his uh, outlets, the sun, and it's also the um, the Minnesota. No, it's the Minnesota Sun, and the rest are the star. It's the Star News Network. They're all stars except for Minnesota because they want to avoid being like the Star Tribune. Gotcha. So they're the Minnesota Sun, but all the rest are stars. And while he was managing editor there, he ran like great, great replacement theory. Oh shit! Like, like, like just racist nonsense. Yeah. I mean, he ran, whoever ran it, whoever. I shouldn't say him. I don't know that. Yeah. For for, so for people who don't know what great replacement theory is, it's the this white supremacist trope that white people are being replaced demographically by uh, immigrants, people of color, things like that, and that this is a, a purposeful program to change the, the nature, the fabric of American society. Hilariously, it comes out of, I can't remember what the name of the book is, but it came out of a book by a French author. Oh, wow. Writing about France. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. A foreigner. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. The thing about Gakowski, though, is that he's he's a professional. He he like he's a he knows what he's doing. Um, before it was just like cobbled together by God knows who. Like you you you'd load up Alpha News and there would be John Gilmore like calling Somali children, like equating them with animals. Right. Like just very explicitly gross stuff. Gakowski and and also just like shoddy shoddy journalism. Gakowski's much better at making it look like real journalism. Um, and, you know, there's an argument that it is, at least some of it. Um, however, Alpha News also still on their, uh, on their landing page has tweets. Like live, they've got a tweet tracker. Uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, a widget. What, what the fuck am I trying to say like here? a ticker? Yeah, a ticker. Thank you. <laughs> a tweet ticker. <laughs> a tracker ticker ticker? Yeah, a crime watch tricker tricker ticker tweeter. Um, <laughs> I know all the words. Um, from Crime Watch Minneapolis, which is that's Classic. the uh, local site that is just utter garbage, and it it is garbage, and everyone should know it's garbage. You should reference people to your article that you wrote about them a couple years back, because I've shared that with other people too who didn't know that they were such a incredible uh, uh, outlet on these s- topics of crime and local news and things like that. Yeah, so. Between Gokowski coming in, um, they have been getting a little bit more journalistic. And, uh, oh, what's her name? I haven't even looked to see. There's a big hullabaloo when she went over there. Uh, Kroll's wife. Bob Kroll's wife. Oh, uh, Liz? Oh, crap. <sighs> Jensen? Uh, <laughs> Liz Collins. Collins. Liz Collins. Yeah, so Plain she. Plain white girl name. Um, so Liz Collins, who was the, she was a, was she WCCO? What was her, what was the station? I believe she was on CCO, yeah. Okay. It's been a local journalist for many years. Yeah, yeah local TV journalist, and, um, kind of kept it on the down low that she was married to the president of the Police Federation, mm-hmm. a longtime president of the Police Federation, Bob Kroll. Um, when George Floyd was murdered and there was, like, riots in the street and Bob Kroll was being a right-wing fucking troll, um, at some point in all that hullabaloo, Liz Collins decided to leave her TV news anchor position to go work for um, Alpha News. Yeah, that's um, right. So, so she, she is now listed as a, a 
as a reporter. Liz Collins, this is the, her staff bio on Alpha News. Liz Collins has been a truth teller for 20 years as a multi-Emmy award-winning reporter and anchor. Um, I, was, I didn't realize this, but um, I pulled up their staff page, and do you know who else is listed on their staff page as a no. contributor? Sheila Qualls. Oh, uh, Kendall Qualls. Wife, we talked. We've talked about her before. Remind us who she's from. Who she is? Yeah, so she is married to Kendall Qualls, who ran for Ilhan Omar's seat a couple of years ago. Um, lost pretty bad. Uh, I believe he was running for Ilhan's seat um, as a GOP, as, as a Republican, and uh, they are a very traditional black couple. Um, and really did a whole tour that was financed by the Center of the American Experiment a couple years ago, and this is where they came up, where they were going around uh, doing like sort of town hall presentation type things in greater Minnesota about the dangers of wokeness. Oh, man. They, they were out ahead of it. Uh, no, they were riding the wave. Yeah? They were riding the wave. Okay. This wasn't that long ago. Um, but that's what we talked about them because we um, – spoke to oh my gosh i can picture uh, i can picture them but i can't remember their name journalist which one? Oh yeah if, if i can answer that um don't worry about it we'll come back to it yeah we'll come back to it but um who went to one of their events so so yeah liz collins is kind of like alpha news's biggest free agent pick or something like that, you know, and then they got Gokowski as a general manager. It's kind of like, you know, it's like sports a little bit. Right, pulling in, pulling in quals. Yeah. That pinch hitting. Yep. I don't actually know baseball. That's a baseball thing, right? Yeah, oh, my baseball, gosh. hockey. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at their staff page again. One more great highlight. Do you know who else is listed on their staff page? Mm -mm. It's not a person. It's just Crime Watch Minneapolis. <laughs> oh, just listed as a staff member. Just Crime Watch Minneapolis. That's a, yeah, well corporate personhood and all that such and such yes. right Isn't facebook that page personhood who, who's the folks that run crime watch pages is shelly leeson i believe was one of the names or mm, that sounds right but i can't i can't confirm that yeah, i think don't put that i've, in I've, there, I've heard people say that i can't okay I, I i don't know there's a lot of stuff out there if you if you look out look mm -hmm. look for it but yeah let's not put that in if i don't have it right yeah um so yeah, it's just like it's just you know, just checking in on old friends over here. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't I hardly even got into the articles, you know, between the Upper Midwest Law Center, which I didn't realize they represented Tony Webster. Wow, really? Yeah, in a he's a kind of an information journalist, but more of the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good good so, dude. Yeah, he is. Uh, so that's interesting. That that was posted in February fourteenth, twenty twenty three. Journalist represented by UMLC Upper Midwest Law Center, which was spun off from the Center of the American Experiment. Mm. Um, though what connection they still have, I am not sure, if any. Um, oh wait, uh, never mind. Th I'm looking at their board of directors for the Upper Midwest Law Center, and it's got both John Hinderocker and Rob Eibensteiner, who are both wigs at the center and in the freedom club okay. so it's there is still some connection there um yeah, revolving doors are still revolving 
Yeah, it's still like this big network. So I think we've got we've got some work to do to track that and see what it all is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think those are the big ones. Center of the American Experiment, Upper Midwest Law Center, Alpha News, and Powerline Blog that we're going to be talking about. And maybe w- as we grow our knowledge, as we you know really track this Hydra's tendrils. <laughs> We can add a couple more to the list. Oh, yeah. I believe they're connected to the Minnesota Voters Alliance, but I'm not sure about that or to what extent they are. But who knows what else? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like these ponds kind of get smaller, at at least as I get older. And you start to see and hear the same names Mm. over and over again as it relates to, like, from the Minnesota GOP to the national GOP, too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. A, lo- a lot of these uh, policies are kind of uh, tested in different state GOP parties, like we saw with the, the school board referendum that we talked yeah. about in a and few episodes back. Which yeah. definitely predated the national obsession with the uh, school boards. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, no, and actually, that was one of the other things I wanted to talk about, because when I was skimming their, uh, some of the stories on Alpha News, I did find something interesting, which is that um, this is the Tennessee Star, which, again, that's that Star News Network that yes. Gokowski used to be the managing editor for. Um, they, on at least one occasion, have reprinted an Alpha News story. Wow. Like, word for word. Hmm. Um, and attributed to Gokowski. But it's it's a story. Again, this is the Tennessee Star doing a story about a Wisconsin teacher that got in some brouhaha with the uh, local school board. Or she wasn't, excuse me, she was a school board member. She wasn't a teacher. She got in a brouhaha with the local school board. Um, I didn't dig too deep into whether it was nonsense or not. I dug down to, like, get uh, a couple articles by a real journal. Ger- someone who appeared to be a real journalist and was like, I don't care that big. Because for me, the takeaway is clearly there's this close connection between the Star News Network and Alpha News. Or there seems to be, just based on this one story. Right. Because um, it it's it's literally, they just reprinted it word for word. Um, and again, they don't note that it was published first in Alpha News, just that it was written by the editor-in-chief of Alpha News. Um I wonder how many more, like, alpha newses there are out there and in different states. Because, I mean, they've been around for a while here. Yeah. <sighs> My memory is failing me. About but 15, I fe- 2015, 2016. No. But I feel About like they were, I think there was, like, a blog that existed before them. That, and then it got rolled into alpha news and some of the Maybe staff. Then. But I might, I might be mistaken. Shoot, Either way, like, this time, type man. of, like, hyper-reactive local news outlet. That, that, I mean... Pseudo-local. Again, Gokowski was the edit, managing editor of four different local news stage sites based in sure. four different states at one point. Sure. I, I have no doubt that some of these are, you know, parachuters or whatever they, whatever they call mm-hmm. them, you know, like guys that just come in from out of state or whatever. But they first got on my radar because I was going to Black Lives Matter protests as an independent journalist in 2014, and they were coming out as like hostile press to document these things they were they were provoking fights and trying to stand in the way of the middle of marches and things like that and 
they would usually position themselves physically with any other opposition that would come like mm-hmm. three percenters or you know other alt-right guys who would come out to try to troll our protester and they they very very clearly planted themselves with those groups you know what i mean so yeah they're problematic as we like to say all right oh so one other interesting thing about this alpha news story that got reprinted in the tennessee star mm-hmm. it was it's it's about a case being prosecuted by the upper midwest law center wow What's the case? Does it say? Um, UMC, UMLC, Upper Midwest Law Center, files lawsuit against school district for violation of board members' First Amendment rights. Um, you know, reading between the lines, it seems like there's this board member who had been on the board for a long time. She did not just parachute in. She had something like 20 years, what did I say, 20 years experience over the course of 30 years. She'd served on this and, like, other nearby school boards. So she had experience. She was real. Gotcha. And... Uh, they don't really say too much. There's a couple of hints about her asking questions about COVID protocols, but mostly they kind of shy away from exactly what it was she's saying. Reading between the lines, you left me with the impression that maybe she was like a little aggressive okay. about things and like maybe a little rude even. Mm. Maybe even uh, asking things, getting answers, and then asking them again. And then, I th- you know, I mean, this is my impression is that she was kind of being obnoxious. Yeah. So the school board, uh, like, kind of. Also, reading between the lines, seems like they were, like, super heavy-handed in how they dealt with her and just, like, mm. shut her down and blocked her from talking. So, I mean, like, whatever. It's just, like, a case. Back and forth. Yeah. Uh, again, like, that one doesn't— in what town in, uh, in Wisconsin are we talking about? We <laughs> Let me see. I can imagine some small town, you know. It's uh, Independent School District 2909. Hmm. Independent school district. If it's not, yeah, a public one, it might be. Oh, you know, I I I was wrong. It is the Rock Ridge School Board. So this is Minnesota. Oh, okay. So it it is a Minnesota school board member from Rock Ridge, which I believe is up by Duluth, because the first news stories about it came from the Duluth Monitor, which at first I thought might just be some another pseudo local right wing nonsense thing, and then I looked into it a little bit more, and it is by all accounts like a real blog by a real journalist but who is like kind of his brand seems to be the uh the uh the most independent uh, journalist ever yep like he really tells it like it is (laughs) you know um so that's that so again like one of the things i think that i would like to say is that like the the questions that are sort of animating me as i like dig into this is again like what can we track this network mm-hmm. like can we like identify it? can we map it can we say who the key decision makers are mm. especially as we come up on elections i think that stuff will get important mm. we talked about the connections to the national gop i think this offers a window into their organizing sure. because that's what these are essentially these are these are organizing tools mm. like these pseudo local websites they're organizing tools yeah. so you can get a, a little glimpse into their political movements. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the major themes that they're talking about? It's trans people right now. Yep. Not going to lie. It's, uh, That's a big one. That, that, that was the s- eh, iffy whether or not it was a slur, but it was definitely a disrespectful use of the word trans on the uh, Powerline uh, website homepage. Um yeah, what are their narratives? Can we track their narratives? 
what are their larger agendas? Because I think those two are closely connected, even though I think we all both also know that the narrative always deviates from both reality and what I believe they actually want. Sure. Um, but that's kind of what I'm excited to get into. Who are the people? What's the network? What are they doing? Yeah. And and also maybe highlight some of the more ridiculous things because these are these blogs i like i don't recommend people read them you've got to read a lot of garbage before you get to the funny ones yeah but we can do that work (laughs) we can and we will unfortunately speaking of local minnesota stories though do you did you um did you see the verdict in the anthony lazaro case no i didn't i know you you always followed that much closer than me he was found guilty on human trafficking charges let me try and pull it up real quick but i mean that guy i mean what was he 30 31 years old and just had immense connections throughout the the minnesota gop and apparently in the national gop he had pictures with tucker carlson and ted cruz and stuff like that <laughs> matt gates maybe matt gates pictures uh, of matt gates uh, you know i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it you know they sound like they would uh, be fast friends but um yeah it, it, I'm glad he was found guilty. It, it's actually really disgusting, uh, the stuff that he was up to. 32 years old. Conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of minors. Wow. One count of that. But, yeah, if anyone wants a disturbing story uh, along the lines of Jeff Epstein-level conspiracy and intrigue, I mean, that's a good name to Google is Anthony Lazaro in Minnesota GOP. And... Uh, I think the Minnesota GOP is still dealing with the ramifications of that fallout as well, his arrest and his uh, his verdict, his guilty verdict, um, because a lot of these guys have pictures with them too, and they were friends with them, and he lobbied them, and they went to football games together, and so on and so forth, and you know, kind of damages your brand a little bit when you're, you know, seen doing all that with a local predator, but. Such is life. Such is life. Groomers. Yeah. I heard one of the uh, legislators who helped write Florida's anti-grooming bill also just got busted for getting a um, young girl drunk and uh, sexually assaulting her. Uh, It's just fucking disgusting. Don't pardon my French on that one. It's fucking (laughs) disgusting. It's, it's, you know, a lot of things that I can't say on a microphone. (laughs) But I mean, I'm just tired of the projection, you know, and all this groomer discourse and the way that they're singling out trans people and queer people and people of color and poor people in general to just be railroaded by the system. In many of these local jurisdictions, they're deputizing people almost, you know. Yeah. Do you hear about that story in uh, Oklahoma of the county commissioner and stuff like that? They were caught on on a hot mic talking about lynching oh, people yes, killing journalists and stuff I did like hear that. that unbelievable that that's unbelievable. the type of day and age that we're living in my favorite was the quote from i believe it was the sheriff because it was deputies doing this and there was a quote from the sheriff and he was like oh i don't know about what the deputies were saying but it was definitely illegal for that journalist to record them <laughs> oh wow. it's like wow, that's what we're really, worried about yes yeah. I, mean, I mean maybe it technically was but like maybe like maybe that's not the headline. I don't, also. A, I don't give a heck or a dang. Okay. Record so, them all. All right. So, um, 
I don't know. Do we do you got anything else you want to add generally about what we're trying to do moving forward before we jump into one or two maybe actual articles? Because I got I got a doozy. No, I got a doozy. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Let's cook. Um, okay, so here we go. Okay, so this is an article from Alpha News. Um, I will include a link in our Twitter to an archived copy of it. Sounds good. Headline, communists block streets in Minneapolis, demand sanctuary for illegals. What do you think this is about? Oh, my God. I want to see if you can guess what it's about. I literally, I, I could, that could have been any time over the last few years. It could have been like a couple of commies that blocked Nick it was May for Day. a second. Oh, May Day. It, oh, was, it was the May Day parade. May Day. I was there for that. Damn it. I was a part of that, and I didn't even know it. My five-year-old son went with his six-year-old good friend. What a pinko. Um, I know. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> did, did, what did he demand? Equality? A better world? No, I think I can't believe his it. friend were demanding to be emo. Oh. Unclear if they knew what the word meant. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear. Suleika was uh, Suleika was uh, telling us that uh, San August, my son, asked Suleika's friend, like, what is emo? And she was like, well, it's like normal, but cooler. <laughs> True. Communism. <Yeah. laughs> okay, let me see here. Emo here's, equals communism. Here's, here's the subhead. Whose streets are streets? Whose land native land? The protesters chanted while flying socialist and communist flags. We, there wasn't even a protest. It's an annual celebration. What are they talking about? Right. Or are they talking about a protest? They're not talking about the celebration in Powder Horn Park, the parade, are they? Oh, no. I guess it was the May Day March for Immigrant and Workers' Rights on Lake Street. Oh, well, yeah. They do that every year, too. It's the same organization. It's the same folks, you know. They, they, right. it, it's really not that disruptive, you know. It's pretty chill. If, if you don't like it, you kind of just drive past it or you go around the block and it's like, what the hell are they crying about? Anyway, continue. Um, There's got to be some good quotes in there. Yeah. I mean, clearly this journalist, Rebecca Brannon. Oh, yeah. I remember that name. Who was uh, Maybe she's not a journalist. Unclear who she is. She's not the one who wrote this article anyway. Communists. She, she was live tweeting it. Here's, here's one of her tweets. More intersections being shut down by protesters to make way for May Day march down Lake. Motorists get frustrated and turn around. Oh, man. The sheer terror that know, was inspired to innocent it's civilians of Minneapolis. Communists frustrating uh, motorists. God damn it. The Red Brigade. They're, they're here. They're queer. Oh, here's, here's a fun one. Mayday protesters proclaim they're out here fighting colonizers to stand up against oppressors and capitalism, like they did with the Roof Depot site in Minneapolis. Now she's just name-checking other Seriously. shit yeah. uh, that happened. She sounds jealous, to be honest with you. I mean, she sounds like she doesn't have a lot going on, and so like she needs to like look at other people's stuff that they got going on, and she's just jealous. Go get a hobby. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird that she keeps calling them protesters, but then keeps saying things like made a protesters and event speakers celebrated recent numerous progressive legislation passed in Minnesota. Like that doesn't sound like a protest. Yeah. What, sounds, is sounds it like a, a protest party. or a celebration or 
my god they also advocated to pass the north star act which would make minnesota a sanctuary state for undocumented individuals well that's badass we should do that (laughs) as opposed to like delaware which is a sanctuary state for undocumented corporations not really undocumented they handle the documentations documentation so that corporations can be documented even though it's a sham Mm -hmm. anyways uh that was a nonsense thing to say um we can cut that um okay did you uh okay so that one was my favorite did you pick a did you do any reading no (laughs) (laughs) homework man gotta do your homework damn it i'm sorry i got 22 tabs open and i read like at least three of them man come on pull out another one with the program let's go no i mean i already said all the three oh those were the three you, ca- you gotta uh, have another. I was mostly story. joking. So here's one that uh, promises to be appreciably unhinged from John Hinderaker, uh, President and CEO of the Center of the American Experiment. In his Enemy of the show, John Hinderaker. Yeah, well, we mention him a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, on his Powerline blog, which he runs with a couple other equally charming men, it's mostly built around like this breathless repeating of claims in a Daily Mail story do you know the daily mail oh yeah the uk tabloid yeah they're the ones who got like that's tim pool's favorite uh he sources from them like 80 percent of the time it's amazing and i hate tim pool so i mean anyway i believe the daily mail i'm just double checking this before i say it isn't a rupert murdoch uh outfit yeah. So it was the Daily Mail that was involved, or the publishers of the Daily Mail. I'm not clear on the details of the scandal, but they're the ones who did the phone hacking scandal, where they uh, hacked I'm a bunch of celebrities' phones. That's the Daily Mail. Yep. So this is the the breathless, uh, oh, Hinderocker is giving to the Daily Mail, which is really funny because he's like, uh, he's criticizing environmentalists for blocking or wanting lab-grown meat. Hot take. It's a real hot take. Um, he's like, as always, the environment in the form of CO2 emissions is the excuse for blocking, for not eating meat. But does that actually make any sense? One of the alternatives to cows, pigs, and chickens is lab-grown meat, which has been touted as an environmentally friendly substitute for the re- substitute for the real thing. But a recent study casts doubt on that claim. What's funny is he doesn't link to the study. He links to the Daily Mail article about the study, which is always a red flag that you're getting into some telephone here. Oh, totally. Um, They're just a garbage shoot. I know. I just, I just, it's really funny to me. I always think about John Hinderocker, like, on his lunch break, scarfing a hamburger, and he's like, what am I mad about today? <laughs> it's like, those fucking communists don't want me eating meat. Right. They want us to eat lab meat. It's like soiling green. Eat the bugs. That's been the, their big trope for a while, that the left wants you to eat the bugs. Get out of here, you guys. I think if you want to eat that much meat and bacon all the time, if you're just going to be like militant pro-meats, then you should spend a fucking week on a farm and see how hard it is to like raise that food that you're just like so gluttonous about. If it didn't come from a cow, a pig, a sheep, or a fowl or fish, I don't want to eat it. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like that's how you get gout, I think. Yeah, I was going to say by that logic, you you could eat their fecal matter too. I mean, if if that's Uh, your thing, man. And scientists are pushing back against the left's attack on meat. It's like, the left, I fucking love meat. <laughs> it, and it, I mean, what, what was I it? support my local butcher shop, yeah, Everett's. I, I, I still eat Highly meat, recommend. too. Highly recommend. Love yeah. them. 
I mean, I, I try to do better. And I'm cognizant of the, the arguments for veganism and vegetarianism. And there's some pretty strong, compelling cases out there. But what where it falls for me is, like, is does my individual act weigh as much as, like, that of a corporation, you know? And, like, the, the giant industry of factory farming and things like that. Which one has more of a detriment, you know? And maybe I should still lean away from dairy and meat and all these things. But it's like... I don't know. I'm not going to beat myself up about it either. Um, so the very ending of this piece is, and this is Hinderocker just had to get this dig in that, you know, he ma- he makes a comment about, you know, the ordinary people who can afford to buy meat. And then he goes on to say, in the eyes of our elites, that can't be allowed to continue. <laughs> She's like, I had to get that dig in against the elites. Again, yeah, what again, elites? I just want to remind everyone that John Hinderocker is the former partner of a transnational law firm. Right, right. Uh, Pot, meat, kettle, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like the rights concept of like what the elites are is deeply fucked. Uh, deeply fucked. We can. Oh, it's just all smoke, man. He, he's not even serious. He's just well, a bullshit no, artist. No, um, Know Your Enemy, that really great podcast, mm-hmm. they've... They, they make reference to this. I don't think it's all like laid out straight order, but several times they talk about how um, they, they name the the thinkers who developed this definition of what an elite is, which uh. the elite is basically, and they criticize it for being like just nonsense as hell, that like the right's definition of an elite, and they can like cite the thinkers. I can't. Um, but it's like anyone who believes in wokeness, basically. Yeah. Yep. And so it could be like a teacher. Yeah. Or it could be like a billionaire. It's just completely disconnected from any yep. idea of like money or class. It's just like they use the word elite to, to be a synonym for like the left. Right. It's just. It could be a poor as hell vegetarian person, but they're the elites and they're trying to tell us what to be, do. It could be a poor as hell meat eater like me. Right. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, so, it, it does. It reminds me a lot. And I'm, I've been thinking about this one lately. Wasn't it one of Umberto Echo's? Uh, tenets of fascism as he saw it like this idea of the enemy is both strong and weak oh yeah you know i I keep coming back to that one because i see them employing that a lot these schrodinger's antifa yeah like every everyone is both like menacing and elite but also like puny and vegan and beta and all this shit it's like i don't know man get it together one or the other stop being so insecure you know go to therapy (laughs) yeah Talk to your wife. Maybe maybe that would help. <laughs> well, I think that's about it for this episode. Cool. I think the other thing we're going to try to do is keep it short. Yeah. A little yeah. shorter. We, than we, we're both best. long-winded. That's true. But uh, but this was fun. I think so. It's nice to be back. It's really nice to be back. I've missed doing this. Me too. Me too. We appreciate y'all listening. Hopefully we'll have some music. We if, will. If, you're, if you're listening to this, it, we're getting this rig back rolling. Send us some music. Send us some some ideas, some suggestions. Your friend have a band? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, drop them in the comments or something like that. We'll get in contact. We'll steal their music. We'll credit them for it. So on and so forth. But we just really appreciate y'all listening. Have a great week, everybody. Theme song <laughs> is by Dan Carroll with Wesley Mitchell on the drums. Oh, also, maybe we still have a Patreon? You should, you should search for us on Patreon and maybe on Twitter. Yeah. I think I don't... Has has Elon 
just we haven't we, we haven't been axed on there yet. No, we're oh, not verified. We that's because we haven't spoken on there in like Maybe, a year and a half. I think. No, we. I lurk on there yeah, from time to time. We get a lot of compliments from right wingers. Oddly you told enough, me that. you I, told me that. I'm telling you, we should pull some of those for the next episode. Oh man, it's I pretty funny. Hear you I know? Hear yeah. Okay. Well, here we go. Have a good one. Sure too.